one needs to be told. Only a month ago, Brittany Gosney, a 29-year-old mother of four and her 42-year-old boyfriend, James Hamilton, walked into the police station in Middletown, Ohio, to report that her six-year-old son had gone missing. They said that when they had gone to sleep the night before, he was safely in his bed, sound asleep in Batman pajamas. But when they woke up the next morning, James had vanished. As police jumped into action to try and find the missing boy, they quickly began to realize that pieces of this mystery were not adding up and that Brittany and her boyfriend knew far more than what they were letting on. While we have more answers now than what we did when Brittany Gosney walked into that police station in February, we may never fully understand how a mother could do such a horrible thing to her own child. Little James Hutchinson was a sweet first grade boy at Rosa Parks Elementary School in Middletown, Ohio. And Middletown is a small city located about halfway between Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. And James had lived there for all of his young life. James was small for his age, only three feet tall and weighing 42 pounds. He had light reddish hair, just like his mother, and always wore a pair of black-rimmed glasses that slightly magnified his kind blue eyes. According to his elementary school principal, he was the happiest kid in school, always the first to say good morning and give his teachers hugs. James's father, Lewis, who had been estranged from his mother for a while now, was always surprised by James's unending joy. The little boy found something to be happy and excited about in just about everything. James lived with his mother, Brittany, and her new boyfriend, who was also named James. He had two older siblings who were seven and nine years old. With James's endless supply of laughter and happiness, you'd think that he lived the perfect life. But that wasn't the case. Brittany struggled raising her kids. They had been in and out of schools all around the city and had often spent time living in hotels. Brittany's eldest child was no longer in her care as she had lost custody some time earlier. Despite a difficult home life, Child Protective Services had never officially been called in to investigate the welfare of her three other kids. And James stayed as positive as ever, with many adults around James attesting to his joyful and loving nature, it is difficult to understand how anyone could hurt this young child, especially his own mother. So let's go back to that day, Sunday, February 28th, 2021, when Brittany and her boyfriend arrived in person at the Middletown police station to report that her six-year-old bright, bubbly, happy son James was missing. According to her, she had put him to bed that night before, and he was wearing a red shirt with matching red and blue Batman pajama pants. They said that when they had woken up that morning, James was nowhere to be found. Now get this, rather than immediately calling the police, they spent a few hours looking around for him before heading over to the station to report that he was missing. The police were initially skeptical of Brittany and her boyfriend because it was rare for the parents of missing children to come in person to make a report. 
Usually, because parents are so worried, a call is much faster and easier, and allows them time to keep searching in the meantime. But regardless of their initial skepticism, they took Brittany's claims seriously and sent out an alert with James's photo asking for anyone to come forward if they had any information on where he could be. Police organized a search party to canvas the surrounding areas to look for James. While police were out searching, Brittany and her boyfriend, James Hamilton, were asked to stay at the station for further questioning. Beyond their initial suspicions after reporting him missing in person, investigators were also aware that Brittany had lost custody of one of her children before and felt that something wasn't adding up in the couple's report. With much reason to be skeptical of their report, Investigators completed separate interviews with James and Brittany, and in these interviews, the specific details of their stories begin to diverge, which only solidified the investigators' suspicion that there was more to what happened to James than what they were letting on. But with no clear indication of his whereabouts, the police continued their search and expanded their alerts so that others may be on the lookout to find the young boy hoping that he would be found safe. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown. The postseason and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information, up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns, everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series and through the World Series. Don't forget Bet Online is where you have the latest game odds, present totals for the NFL and college football, plus real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds, serious up betting on football. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Brittany and her boyfriend remained at the police station for hours to be questioned, and their story only fell more and more apart. A few hours after they arrived to report James missing, Brittany finally broke down and confessed to investigators what really had happened to her beautiful six-year-old son. She said that late at night, around 3 a.m. on Saturday, February 27th, she hogtied, bound, and gagged her three children the eldest being only nine years old, and put them into her boyfriend's 2005 Dodge Caravan to Rush Run Wildlife Area in Preble County. Rush Run was less than a 30-minute drive west from their home, and she had been there before with her kids to go fishing. When they arrived, Brittany dragged the kids out of the car. She told police that she had planned to abandon all three of her children. After getting the kids out, she locked the doors of the car and got back inside to leave them. But poor little James, confused and afraid, had managed to get out of his binds and wanted back in. So he held onto the door handle with all of his might. Brittany knew James was still holding on, and still she slammed down on the gas pedal in an attempt to get away. But her six-year-old boy held on. He was dragged some distance and was possibly hit with the car as she tried to flee. His hand eventually slipped from the handle and Brittany left, not looking back to see if he was okay. We could not imagine what could possess someone to do such a heartless, violent thing to their own children. To tie them up, abandon them alone at night is heinous enough, but to intentionally hit a small, terrified little boy with a car? It's just awful. Perhaps she was feeling guilty for this because about 30 or 40 minutes later, Brittany returned to where she had left James and her children. 
When she arrived, she saw that James had suffered a serious head injury from being hit with the car. He was dead. She picked up James's body and put him in the car, along with her two other kids. They drove back to their home in Middletown, and James's body was brought inside. She wrapped him up in blankets and placed him in one of the upstairs bedrooms while she had the other children go back to sleep downstairs. The next night, after the other children were asleep, Brittany and her boyfriend took James's body from the house and placed it in the back of their car. They drove for about an hour southwest of Middletown and threw James's body over a bridge near I-275 in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. He landed in the Ohio River, a large river that forms much of the northern border of Kentucky, separating it from Ohio and Indiana. Around 9 p.m., a little less than 12 hours since they reported James missing, Brittany Gosney and James Hamilton were arrested in connection with the death of James Hutchinson. It's difficult to understand how something like this could happen. These children should have never been taken to Rush Run with the intention of being abandoned in the first place. It's all the more tragic and despicable that her actions caused this boy's death in the process of trying to abandon them. According to Brittany's statements to police, her only defense and explanation for her actions was that she felt pressured by her boyfriend James Hamilton to get rid of her children. With Brittany's confession, the police called off their search and issued a press release on what had happened. Upon hearing about what had happened to his son, James's father, Lewis Hutchinson, was devastated. He said that all she had to do was give him to me. All Brittany had to do was ask and Lewis would have cared for his child. Because to Lewis, James was his world. And now all he wants is justice for what the mother of his child did. Brittany's sister Heather first learned James was missing from the news. She described James as a precious, one-of-a-kind little boy. Who every time he would walk into a room, he would light it up. But when she heard the crime Brittany had admitted to, she was heartbroken. Heather had not seen James for about a month. The last time they had spoken was on a video call, but after the call, Brittany blocked her and the rest of the family. Heather believes it was Brittany's boyfriend who prompted the break from the family, and he may be more responsible for James's death than her sister. Heather and her parents are holding out some hope that Brittany is not solely responsible and that she is only covering for Hamilton. But as Heather explained, if evidence proves that she is 100% guilty, then I have no choice but to believe it. Brittany's other sister, Lisa, also spoke to the media. She was aware of Brittany and James' relationship, but didn't see any major issues between the couple or in the household. She reported that they had recently moved into a new home and were starting over fresh. In the past, Lisa was willing to help her sister if she was asked, but she thought things were actually getting better for Brittany. Because James's body hadn't been found yet, to be sure they had the complete story on what happened that horrible night and perhaps uncover a stronger motive, Brittany Gosney and James Hamilton continued to be questioned by investigators. During it all, Middletown Police Department Chief Davis Burke said in a news conference that Brittany was not showing much remorse. Despite the seriousness of her actions, this strikes us as baffling. If it was her boyfriend who had pressured her, and her only intention was to abandon her children, but not kill them, 
why would she not feel any remorse over James's death? Though we can suppose if a mother is willing to abandon her young children at night in a wildlife area, she was essentially leaving them to die either way. Though James's life was lost, Brittany's surviving two children, thankfully, had been removed from their home and her custody after the confession. Because they are minors, there's little information about how they are or where they are now. All we know is that Child Protective Services has stepped in to care for them. Given the trauma of being left by their mother and seeing their youngest brother get murdered, we hope that they're getting the necessary help and care that they need. Local schools and religious groups have set up a fund for James's siblings called the James You Are Loved Fund, with the goal of providing monetary support now that they have been removed from their mother's care. An organization dedicated to search and recovery, North Star International, was involved in the search for James's body in the river near Lawrenceburg, Indiana. But given freezing temperatures, heavy rain, and snowmelt, the Ohio River could not be searched the first week of March because of the high water level. Investigators have only been able to start searching in the last few days, but James's body hasn't been found. Despite this, they remain confident that something will turn up. According to one of North Star's investigators, they have boats with sonar in the water, ground crews, canine units, and police agencies searching. If searching for the body of one child wasn't enough, North Star International Search and Rescue is also using the same search for James's body to look for the body of another three-year-old boy. Nilo Lattimore's stroller was found in nearly the same area on the bridge overlooking the Ohio River as where Brittany threw James's body. Nilo's mother, Nitisha Lattimore, had been stabbed to death on December 5th of 2020, with her body being discovered on the 12th near the bridge. Police have arrested a man named Deshaun Brown in connection with her murder, and have assumed that Brown had thrown baby Nilo alive in the river after murdering his mother. With two young innocent children from neighboring Ohio towns murdered within only a few months, all ending in the same spot on the Ohio River, serious concerns about parenting and care have been raised by locals. During a March 2nd vigil hosted in Middletown for James, Reverend Kevin Aldridge asked the crowd of a hundred people what can we do to make sure there are no more Nilo Lattimore's or James Hutchinson's? The towns have hosted joint vigils and balloon releases that honor and remember James and Nilo together, even though the boys had no connection while they were alive. The day following her confession, Brittany and James Hamilton appeared in court for the first time during their arraignment. The court set Brittany's bond at $1 million while her boyfriend was given a $105,000 bond. During the proceedings, Brittany claimed that she had a learning disability that prevented her from understanding what was happening in court, but the judge wasn't buying it nor was police chief David Burke. He said that in a press conference that Brittany had no trouble communicating, knew her constitutional rights, and understood right from wrong when she was murdering her child. 
Less than a week after Britney's confession on March 5th, Britney and James Hamilton were indicted on 31 combined crimes against three children. Britney is facing 16 different counts, including murder, involuntary manslaughter, kidnapping, abduction, gross abuse of a corpse, child endangerment, and tampering with evidence. And her boyfriend is facing only slightly less at 15 including charges of kidnapping, abduction, endangering children, abuse of a corpse, and tampering with evidence. After being indicted as of March 8th, both Brittany and James pled not guilty to these crimes, despite Brittany having clearly confessed to them earlier. They each were given court-appointed attorneys to enter their pleas. The judge assigned to their case, Judge Noah Powers, then set new bail for them, Britney's now at $2 million and James's bond was $750,000. Britney's attorney is David Washington and during the bail hearing, he filed a motion that requested the courts to deny evidence that was illegally obtained by the police, though we aren't sure of what this evidence is. He also requested that the court prepare a transcript of the grand jury testimony. In this case, saying that it is believed that several people who testified may have given statements that would help Brittany win her case. Again, no specifics were released to the public, but we are definitely interested in learning more. James Hamilton's attorney hasn't filed any motions to help James's defense. Despite the horrific nature of the crimes, the death penalty is not on the table for this case. Prosecutor for Butler County Michael Gmoser said that because her actions do not constitute aggravated murder, the death penalty cannot apply. In other cases that do lead to the death penalty, they require that murders happen purposely and took prior planning. Based on the confession, it appears that Brittany did not leave the house that night with the intention of using the van to kill James. A tentative trial date has been set for May 24th, 2021 for James Hamilton and Brittany Gosney. It has yet to be determined if they are going to be tried together or not. Given that Brittany is claiming that James pressured her into abandoning her children, we are assuming that her attorney might want to push for them to be tried separately so that he can use that as a motive and defense. In just the last week, Brittany and her boyfriend had their first pre-trial hearing. During this, her lawyer submitted a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. The county judge hearing the case ordered that Brittany undergo a psych evaluation to determine if she was competent to stand trial. Her attorney claimed that she has been struggling to participate in her defense and that he isn't sure if she understands enough about what she has done and what she is facing. There is still no words on what or how James Hamilton's attorney plans to defend him. If Brittany is successful in her insanity defense, we would assume that this perhaps means James will be seen as more guilty because she claims to have been coerced by him to abandon her children. We hope that as their trial progresses, more information will come to light that can help us make sense of such a horrible crime. In the meantime, search crews are still searching the Ohio River for James Hutchinson's body. They have located specific areas of interest, but won't comment on if they are focusing on these areas because of speculation 
or if they had found evidence that could lead to the recovery of James's body. Above all, they want to help James's siblings, father, and remaining family to begin to have closure by finding his body to be buried. There is still so much left to uncover in this case, especially since the court proceedings are only just beginning. We are hopeful that through the dedication of the search crews, James's body will be found and given to his family so that they can lay him to rest. We want justice to be served for his murder. Whether Brittany was coerced by her boyfriend or not, James's siblings and remaining family deserve answers and closure. As the trial proceeds, we will be keeping tabs to learn the outcome. We cannot imagine how a mother could do this to her own child. And we hope that those of you with kids hug your little ones a little closer after listening. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown. The postseason and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information, up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series and through the World Series. Don't forget, Bet Online is where you have the latest game odds, present totals for the NFL and college football, plus real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Serious up betting on football. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.